at that fight and viewing it. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, you know, I guess everybody has their own opinion, but my opinion was, you know, the first couple of rounds, you know, he, he did what he, he was boxing good. But after that, after the first couple of rounds, he got on this horse, he got on his bicycle and ran around the ring most of the time. I mean, everybody's seen that. If you said, if you could, if you didn't see it, you, you must've been blind, but the guy ran the whole time, moved the whole time. Got it. And my last question for you is a lot of people don't realize, I think this is your first fight back at Barclays since the first it's 2014. Fight. 14. So was it the Bika fight? The first Bika fight? Yep. Yeah. And I thought that was one of your best performances. Even though you got the draw, I felt that you won that fight. You knocked him down. One th I was there at that fight, and I noticed you had a very strong contingent of your family there. Your brother was there rooting you on. So I'm wondering if you're going to have that same big environment with you at this fight i have i have over 100 people there that's coming okay. from michigan glad to hear it thank you and best of luck yeah all right thanks Ishmael. uh our next question is going to come from jim conlin with rcb radio sport jim if you could unmute yourself and you can ask your questions hi anthony in a recent interview anthony you said coming into the caleb fight 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 uh, you said it's all about me. I want to know if I can still do it at this level. Is that an indication for you that if you're successful against Caleb? I didn't. Hatton I didn't say that. That's not what I said. I didn't say that. They must have got my words mixed up. I didn't say I wanted to see if I can still. If I didn't think I can do it, I wouldn't be here. I okay. said I want to show them that I can still do it. I didn't say I wanted to show myself I can do it. I know I can do it, or I wouldn't be here. Okay. I want to show everybody else. I want to show you guys, just me and you, everybody, that I can still do it. And obviously, you, you're fully convinced that you're going to defeat uh, Caleb Plant. And is the, uh, is the ambition then to really go on and maybe have another title shot? Is that the, the ambition for you, Anthony? I'm worried about Caleb Plant right now. That's it. Okay. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Jim, our next question is going to come from uh, Todd Back with Fight News. Todd, please unmute yourself if you can ask your question. Yeah, thank you. Hey, uh, it's good to see you there, uh, Anthony. I know it's, uh, it's good to get back in the ring, see you showcase your skills. Now, when I heard this fight was announced, I was very excited, both of you two being super middleweight champions. And then uh, hearing, and hearing you today, Talk about you really want to really want to hurt him more than probably more than other opponents. You're focused on him. Um, can you elaborate on that? Is there anything behind that? Uh, what is there something that gets under your skin uh, about no, Mr. Clint? Nobody gets under my skin. Uh, I oh, control yep, my yep. emotions. I control everything. Uh, I just want to. You don't grind your ears I, or rub your arm. Nah, you can't, you can't let nobody irritate you or get you upset, man. You're gonna get upset because yourself. <laughs> You're making yourself upset by thinking about it and talking about it. Uh, but I'm, I just want to get in there and mess them up. Like I said, I want to show everybody that I still got it. So there was no, no, no particular reason why on this, on this outing, you really, really had a fire to, to put the hurt on a guy. Nah. Okay. And it, and it sounds like uh, the golf game. Do you actually uh, golf uh, when you're, uh, on when you're in camp, when you're not training, when you're off? 
Yep, all the time. <laughs> all right, what's, what's better, your long game or your short game? What you got? Uh, uh, both of them is kind of equal. I think my short game is, you know, medium short game is is a little better than my driving for sure. Oh, that's yeah. To me, that's the that's the toughest part. Driving to me personally is the easiest part. But yeah. hey, uh, I appreciate your time. That's all I got for you today. But I guess one, one last question I will say uh, for all the betters out there, for the people that are putting down money on on you. Um, the guys that want to score big. What round are you finishing this one in? Mm, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> all right. Then we'll have to bet on all of them. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you, Anthony. All right. Thank you, Todd. Uh, our next question is going to come from Jake Donovan with Boxing Scene. Jake, please unmute yourself and you can ask your questions. Great. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Anthony, really appreciate your time. Um, I wanted to ask, after your last fight, um, I believe it was during the post-fight press conference, we said if you can't get Canelo or if you can't fight for something, then you're fighting for nothing. So obviously there's a log jam for everyone waiting for Canelo. Do you consider this fight fighting for something? It's a fight. It's a fight that I want to beat somebody ass in. <laughs> Okay, so I, I guess if you can elaborate a little more, with a win, with the expectation then be to either fight Benavides or Canelo. I know you're fully focused on Caleb Plant, but obviously you want to win to get to another point. I, I, I'm Like I say, I, I'm focused right here on uh, Caleb Plant. I can't think in the future right now. Gotcha. And then um, I did want to ask, I know you've been going uh, quite a bit, a long time between fights. Do you consider that advantageous or has it just been a matter of the fights are only coming when they can be scheduled? Yeah, just when they can be scheduled, the biggest fights, uh, when they can be scheduled. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would have liked to fight more for sure. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, you get what you get. Gotcha. I just want to make sure it wasn't something uh, strategic. I appreciate you clarifying that, and best of luck next yep. weekend. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jake. Um, as a reminder to press, if you have any questions, please hit that raise hand icon at the bottom of your screen. Um, for now, I'll turn it back over to Ray for a couple more questions here with Anthony. Anthony, looking at your career as a whole, I mean, you've been a two-time super middleweight champion of the world, but – one thing about you is I know you're craving that that third title reign. And the fact is, is that if you win this fight, you're in the driver's seat to challenge for the world title. So is it, you know, coming back because this is an eliminator fight, not just necessarily Caleb Plant? Because I feel like you would have taken this opportunity no matter who it was, because you win this fight, you're guaranteed a title shot per the fact that this is an eliminator fight. Is that, um, you know, accurate? I don't think necessarily I'm guaranteed a title. I mean, I think Benavides is a, a, a he fought for a title a little later his last fight. He ain't getting a title shot. I mean, it just all all depends on what you who you are, I guess, and what you got to offer. Because if I'm fighting for a title eliminator fight, did ben, what did ben, Benavides fight for? I mean, so I'm just going to this fight just to fight. I'm fighting. So do you like the fact that it's like, okay, so I'm going to go back a little bit backwards in the sense that this is a high-profile name, and, and I feel like with you at this stage of your career that if it's not a high-profile name, you don't have any interest in it because of what you've been able to do in your career. That's true. That's true. I, I, wanted, the big, I wanted a big name. Uh, I ain't going to say the biggest, but a big name to, to you know, for this fight. And, uh, 
like I say, I, I expect to come out victorious for sure. I expect to, you know, do what I need to do to win this fight. What did you take away from the press conference that we had, you know, at the end of August? Things got rather tense between the two of you. I felt it because I was between the two of you. I'd hate to be the referee on October 15th, but what did you take away from that? But, uh, he just didn't answer my questions. Uh, you know, I answered his question. I gave, like, he, he kept bringing up Uzutaki and Canelo or whatnot, but I gave him credit for that. He did what he needed to do to win a fight, period. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking that man on that, uh, but he still couldn't name who else he fought after that or before that. I want to know somebody. And we ain't talking about no tomato can. We're talking about real people. But he couldn't name it. He stopped talking after that. So I ain't taking nothing away from him. And at 38 years of age, I mean, you've been around for a while and have really been at, at the top of the division for many, many years. But, I mean, what is that? Is it the fact that, you know, you're always – I've never seen you out of shape a day in my life. You know, certain guys like to go up and down and – and weight and everything else, and you know what, that's their prerogative. It works for them. But for you, even when we were doing commentary together years ago, I've never seen you out of shape in my life. Uh, you you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready, uh, especially with big, big, big things uh, like this coming. Uh, just, uh, you got to get, people get ready for camp. You know, I'm already ready. I'm I'm ready to go. And like I said, I just stay stay ready. You got to stay doing something. You got to treat your body right so your body can treat you right, period, point blank. If you put bad stuff in your body, you're going to get bad results. You put good stuff, you get good results. I know you mentioned that you're going to have a lot of people in Brooklyn to support you. The one thing about you is that I feel like those around you when they're, you know, wearing your, you know, your warm-up jackets and everything else, that that motivates you that you feed off the energy. Some guys like smaller, you know, people or a smaller entourage, not an entourage, but, you know, smaller, you know, smaller group of friends. But I feel like you thrive on on having a lot of people around you and, and that that makes you more comfortable and relaxed. And I'm sure you're going to have that next week during fight week. Yeah, I definitely will. I have a lot of friends and family there for sure. Uh, Rude me on and uh, just getting ready. And uh, I'm not even focused on that. I'm focused on Caleb Clint. You know, that's the only guy that's in front of me, you know, trying to beat me. So I'm definitely focused on that. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this in the sense that I know you mentioned, you know, you're focused on Caleb only. But, you know, assuming you get your hand raised next Saturday, October 15th at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, the co-main event of Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. But if you can't get like a, a fight with a Canelo, would a fight with a rematch with David Benavidez interests you, or is it kind of like you take it as you go along? Uh, we'll see, right? Uh, I can't, I can't give you the answer right now, but we'll see. What makes the the relationship and the bond between you and, and Sugar Hill so special? Because I feel like you are one of the last true remaining uh, guys that were a part of the Fame Krong Boxing Gym back in Detroit. It's just we we got a connection. We 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 do stuff outside of boxing. We don't just train. You know, we either we're golfing, you know, and it's not even when we're in camp. When we're out of camp, we're golfing. We're still we still talk to each other. Uh, just 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 having a relationship outside of boxing, man. It, it, it's it's I think that's important. AD, we appreciate the time. Final thing, what do you want to tell all the media and the fans out there? as we get ready to embark on fight week next week 
in Brooklyn, Saturday, October 15th, you and Kayla Plant in a WBC Super Middleweight title eliminator? Uh, just I, I, I'm going to beat some ass on my birthday. All right. Well, happy early birthday to you, Adu. We'll see you next Thank week you. in Brooklyn. Appreciate it. Thank you. Anthony, the dog, Darrell, joining us. And now we move from one side of the ring to the other. But from a virtual side, this man with a record of 21 wins, just one defeat. He is the former IBF super middleweight champion of the world. He will be colliding against Anthony Durrell in Brooklyn at Barclays Center. He had three successful title defenses representing Ashland City, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville, now training and living in Las Vegas. He had a star-making performance by dethroning Jose Luis Uscatiki, coming to the ring after a valiant effort in a losing cause against Canelo Alvarez in an undisputed super middleweight title matchup last November. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the returning Caleb Plant. Caleb, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Appreciate y'all having me. Caleb, first of all, I want to ask you, I know you just released it on your social media. Uh, you got new uh, you, you got new fight swag and everything for fight week. Uh, you know, I, I saw the new merchandise that's out, getting ready for fight week, and I know that fashion is something that you're very passionate about. Uh, yeah, we got some new merch we're putting out, a different style, um, tees and hats and stuff like that. So I definitely encourage, you know, everybody um, who wants some to, you know, head to my website and make sure you grab it for the fight. Make sure you can get it swagged up before, you know, the bell rings so you can be in full support. One thing about it, I, I have to congratulate you on your three-year wedding anniversary, your lovely wife, Jordan Plan. I mentioned that on social media today. Um, the journey with you and your wife, because I've known you guys for a long time. Yeah. You know, literally, I, I remember when you guys first, you know, became a couple and you were blossoming as a contender. But now where you're at at this stage of your life and your career, what has that been like? Um, yeah, you know, it's been nice to have, you know, um, a woman and a wife like Jordan, who's been a such full support of my career. And, um, you know, it makes it makes it easy on me to win. You know, I got to lock in and, and be fully committed to what I got to be committed to, to, you know, keep this whole thing going and, and keep my dream alive that I've had, you know, since a kid. So, you know, I'm in a blessed position, you know, to, to be an athlete with such a supportive wife and someone who understands boxing. I mean, she knows she really knows the ins and outs of boxing. She, she's a student of the game as well. And um, she's around boxing so much, whether it be my sparring or training or riding, you know, in the trenches with me that, you know, she really knows what's going on. So, um, you know, I'm in a good position. You have a genuine love for the sport of boxing. You always have. I mean, I'm looking right now at your background and you live in an amazing place. But one thing about you is I feel like your hunger has never gone anywhere. I almost feel like you're hungrier now than what you were when you were a contender now you get all this wealth and you got, you know, I know you love your low riders and you love your vintage car collection, got a beautiful family, but where does that hunger come from, Caleb? Um, I think just keeping the, the priorities, the priority and that, you know, for me, boxing has never been about to be like, um, you know, the most famous or so that I could have a, you know, a big house or, or nice cars or stuff like that. Obviously, you know, I have those things and I wanted those things, but that was never the main goal. The main goal was to be, you know, one of the greatest of all time or one of the greatest of my era or, you know, the goal is to be both. And um, regardless of what I obtain, you know, regardless of what I have, you know, I still keep the mentality of repping the have nots. 
And, um, you know, I've never, I've never lost touch of that. So I keep what's important important. And that's, you know, to be, to become and retire as one of the greatest of all time and one of the greatest of this era. And you can't do that by getting caught up in, you know, a house or a car or a watch, you know, at the end of the day, those things, those things are nice to have, but that's not really what's important. And so, you know, I've been blessed to keep that mentality and people around me, you know, a good, you know, raising by my father to, um, you know, just keep, keep, keep what's important important and at the end of the day those things could never trump you know greatness so my final question to you before i turn it over to the media is it's clear that anthony durrell doesn't like you for you with this particular opponent is it just business or is it to where there's a little extra something that you want to prove to him or you want to do to him on october 15th at barclays center in brooklyn um, I mean, you know, he can feel how, how he wants that he's not going to do anything on fight night about it. You know, he, he, he's the dog, but he sells a lot of wolf tickets. He wolfs a whole lot. He did the same thing with Badu Jack, you know, especially at their weigh-in when he was trying to run down on him and then talking about he was going to beat him up at the weigh-in. You know, he, he done the same thing with Yildirim. He, he does it to everybody where he wolfs a whole lot because he's a puppy dog, but then he don't really follow through. So, I think he's just trying to hype himself up and sell wolf tickets. But come fight night, I'm gonna put a vicious ass whooping on him, and that's not to make the to sell tickets or to sound you know to sound good. You know, I'm I'm gonna teach him a life lesson. All right. With that being said, I'm gonna turn it over to Andrew Roberts, our one of the members of our fine PR staff. I know the media has questions for the former IBF super middleweight champion of the world, Kayla Plant. By all means, when we call upon you, unmute yourself and ask your questions to Kayla Plant, Andrew. Thanks, right. Our first question is going to come from Will Hanshaw with Behind the Gloves. Will, please unmute yourself and you can ask the question. Hi, Caleb. Um, first, I want to say congratulations to you and Jordan on the birth of your baby. Um, I also wanted to ask you, what valuable lessons did you take away from your fight with Canelo that you're going to carry into the ring on October 15th? Well, um... I think the biggest thing that I can take is just the ex- experience in general. You know, the experience isn't something that you can buy. You know, you can't, you got to go through it to get it. And, um, you know, I did that. And I did that with a lot of success against Canelo. You know, obviously I came up short and um, there's no excuses there. Um, I got with my team uh, shortly after and, um, you know, we got right back to in the gym and started working on things. And so just the experience, you know, I've had Lime Fox shows. I'm not headlining this one, but I've headlined other Fox shows. So the media obligations, you know, I never felt like I was out of my depth with the media that we had to do or even the fight, even the, you know, I felt like I handled the crowd well, but just being able to take that experience with me into these other big fights moving forward, you know, that's, um, that's priceless. So. Yeah. And do you feel like this fight will go the distance or are you pretty confident that you are going to um, stop it before the final bell? Um, You know, I'm just going in there focused. And, um, you know, we have a game plan and, uh, you know, we're going to get the job done in fashion. And whether that's stopping him, whether that's, uh, you know, just putting a vicious ass whooping on him for 12 rounds, whatever it may be. You know, we got a game plan. We're going to stick to it. And um, regardless, I'm going to be getting my hand raised in fashion. So. All right. Thank you, Caleb.
we have questions from the media, by all means, oh. raise your hand and then go ahead and we will call upon you. Back oh, to you, Andrew. Sorry about, sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, apologies. Uh, James, you have the floor. Gotcha. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, for Caleb, uh, you said that you feel like you're living rent-free in his head and that he has a top-quality opponent in front of him and someone that he can't mess with. Um, is, like, the back-and-forth between you and Anthony kind of like a grudge match? As you said, like you said, you want to whip him, and on his side, he said that he wants to, you know, blank you up. So how does that, like, you know, tension between you and uh, Anthony Durrell, like, how you feel about that? I mean, I really don't feel no type of way about it. So, um, again, like I said, he can say what he wants to say. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure if you heard me, you know, say this shortly ago, but he sells a lot of wolf tickets and he barks a whole lot. But his bite ain't near what his bark is. And, you know, his whole team, the same dude, been barking on, on, right beside him for the last, you know, seven years. And he's never had one successful title defense. So, you know, in, um, in his last fight, he knocked out Andrew Hernandez. But Andrew Hernandez is a blown-up middleweight who is getting stopped at 154 pounds. So if you're getting stopped at 154 pounds, you know what I'm saying? He's not near, no, we're not even in the same galaxy with the guy that he knocked out. Before that, he had a draw with Kyrone, who's a good fighter, but he fights at middleweight. Before that, he had a fight with Yildrum. And really, people thought Yildrum won the fight. He winds up getting the fight with Canelo, becoming the mandatory before Darrell, but Darrell won the fight. So how does that make sense? Because Yildrum, he should have got his hand raised. So before that, he's getting beat up by Davidson. The, the list goes on and on. He barks a lot like he's going to beat me up or knock me out. But when's the last time he beat a super middleweight? So, gotcha. I mean. Gotcha. I feel you. I feel you there. Uh, like going into your uh, training camp, like how uh, comfortable have you been over the course of this particular training camp, you know, coming back off of, you know, just being, uh, having a break for a good little while? Um, well, again, you know, there's been a break with me being um, in the ring and fighting, but shortly after the Canelo fight, you know, we got right back to work and um, I've been having a lot of fun in the gym. Um, it's been some of the most fun I've had. This has been some of the not some of, but this has been the best quality of sparring that I've ever had in a camp and the most success that I've had in sparring in a camp. I, I've sparred a lot of, um, you know, top people. I've sparred Carl, Carlos Adamas. I sparred Shane Mosley Jr. I've sparred um, Amari Jones, uh, who's a middleweight with, uh, he's with Devin's camp. Um, who else? Uh, Kyron Davis. I've sparred Kyron Davis. Um, uh, other great fighters too. So, you know, there's been a lot of, um, top quality sparring and um the gym has been fun having brad man on the team with the steven edwards along with my dad has been great chemistry real relaxed easy going but um you know we've been getting after it uh one more like how has it been uh having brad man in your corner for this camp it's been great it's been great great chemistry um easy going guy like i said but when you know we get in the gym we get to work it's no bullshit and that's how my dad me and my dad like to operate um you know, once we get in the gym, it's time to go to work. It's time to put the hard hat on. So um, we've been having a lot of fun and great, great chemistry between him and my dad. And um, we've been getting after it. We've been whooping a lot of ass. All right, great. Thank you, James. Our next question is going to come from Chanel Abdus-Salam with Pizza Box Mayhem. Chanel, if you want to meet yourself, you can ask a question. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Caleb, you mentioned that now that you've gotten that blessing of getting that super fight, getting the financial blessing that comes with it, that you're really focused on making sure that this 
second half of your career that you go down is not just the top middleweight, maybe one of the greatest uh, super middleweights of all time. What fights do you think you need to get to ensure that you get that Hall of Fame career that you're looking to get? Okay, yeah, and just, uh, you know, so I can clarify, even the first half of my career or, you know, the beginning of my career since I was a kid, you know, it's never been about being famous or, or, or the money. It's been about the legacy and knowing that if I make the right moves in the ring, that everything else will come with it. So I don't need to focus on money or being famous or being, you know, this or that. So that's been my mentality since the beginning of my career, since I was a kid, along with my father. And, you know, I continue to finish out my career the same way but you know the fights first things first that's just handling you know getting to your question first thing first is just handling business on October 15th you know um he is a former two-time world champion so just uh you know handling this fight winning in fashion get my hand raised that's the first step to you know moving on to bigger and better and you know cement my legacy as one of the greatest super middleweights um of this era so and my last question for you would be, you know, we had Anthony earlier and we were asking him, like, what is the issue that he has with you? He really couldn't name it. He just said that he wanted to really put a hurting on you. From your perspective, do you think it's just simply jealousy, the fact that you mentioned just now that he wanted that Canelo fight, hasn't gotten it, he's gotten that super fight already? Do you think it just stems from professional jealousy as far as how far you've gotten in your career already compared to where he is as an older fighter? Absolutely. I mean... You know, don't say that you're not emotional and then say that you hate me. You know what I'm saying? Or don't say that I'm a nothing or a nobody and then in the same sentence say that you hate me. Because if you hate me, I'm a something and I'm a somebody to you. And, you know, if I was, like he claims, a nothing and a nobody to him, he wouldn't even pay me no mind. You know, he'd be, I'd be like one of the fighters that he fought coming up. He, he wouldn't like me, but he wouldn't have much to say about me. He'd just whoop my ass and just, you know, keep on moving about, you know, his career. But that's not what I am to him. And I, I definitely think it stems from a lot of jealousy. You know, I only have 22 fights, but, you know, I've accomplished a lot in boxing. I've been, you know, a uh, PVC prospect. And even though who, who cares about that, I'm just saying that's another, you know, feather in my hat. I've, I've fought Jose Uskatsugi, um, who beat up his brother and not stopped his brother twice, you know, with only 17, at, you know, 16 fights, 17 fights as an underdog and, you know, did what I did against him to become a world champion. I've been someone who's actually had world title defenses multiple times, something he's never done. You know, I put myself, I put myself in position to fight Canelo. And, um, you can say it's always oh, just at the right time. What, when, when is it ever the wrong time to, to become a world champion and have a successful title defense? So I put myself in position by being a guy and winning a world title against someone I was an underdog against, against supposed to get knocked out. So how many guys do that do that in this era? So I definitely think, you know, there's a lot of jealousy there. But, hey, he can be mad. He can hate me. He can feel however he wants. He's not a bully. He, he likes to act like a bully. Like I said, he, he sells a lot of wolf tickets. He's not a bully. I don't care where he's from. I don't give a fuck about where he's from or what he says or him and his team barking. They've been doing that for the last seven years, and they're still not where they want to be. So don't know that means nothing to me, really. All right. Thank you, Ishmael. Our next question is going to come from Jim Conlon with RCB Radio Sport. Jim, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. 
Hi, uh, Caleb. Uh, Caleb, coming into this fight, you've spoken about your desire for to, for some time in the future to go up against Canelo again, and you've spoken about if you have to go past uh, Charlo or Benavides to do as well. Anthony Durrell has said he's only solely focused on you. Do you sort of feel that you have any respect for Anthony Durrell, that you might be sort of looking past him already? No, absolutely not. And that's why I keep saying I got to focus on the task at hand. Some of you guys who interview me, you ask me what I want to do next or if I want to rematch with Canelo. And instead of just giving you a one word answer, yeah, I'm telling you how I would probably have to go about it to get there. But right now I'm fully focused on the fight in front of me. I'm not overlooking anybody. I've never done that. You know, just because I know I'm going to beat them doesn't mean that I'm looking past them. And so... You know, I, I'm not sure if you've been able to hear the other questions, but I'm solely focused on this fight. And, um, you know, I have long-term goals and I have short-term goals, but the only thing that, you know, the only way you get to your long-term goals is by accomplishing your short-term. And right now, I'm fully focused on October 15th. And finally, for me, Caleb, uh, obviously you're much the younger fighter. Uh, you're only mid-20s, uh, early 30s. You have a good career ahead of you. Uh, Anthony, really, it could be his last chance to get in the big picture. There is a possibility that a victory for you over Anthony Durrell could finish his uh, career this weekend. Yeah, I mean, he he's retired after this. He's done. This is... I'm going to put a vicious ass whooping on him in such a way that he knows that I, I don't want to be a part of this no more. There's no way... This is it for him. He, he's retired after this. He's done. So that's my answer. All right, thank you, Jim. Uh, as a reminder to any of the media that have questions for Caleb, please hit that raise hand icon at the bottom of your screen there. Um, our next question is going to come from Todd Back. Todd, please unmute yourself and ask your question. Hey, Caleb, how's it going today? It's a pleasure speaking with you. What's going on? Hey, man. Uh, so it looks like the sports books and the better, uh, all the the Masters of Boxing have you as a massive, heavy, heavy favorite uh, in this fight. I mean, we're talking almost uh, into the Mayweather type of favorite numbers, big money uh, to win a little money. So uh, Ozmakers are really respecting uh, your skill and your resume. Um, and you had just mentioned uh, about Darrell, how you've done this, but Darrell hasn't and whatnot. But being that he is a former champion and whatnot, uh, where does a win against Darrell stack up against other opponents on your resume? I mean, would you feel like this is a quality win that's that's worthy of a feather in the hat? Uh, I feel like this would probably be like my third. I put him behind Canelo, obviously, and then I put him behind yeah. Jose Uskatagi as well. Um, Jose Uskatagi would have whooped him, probably stopped him. So um, I put him behind those those two guys. But um, as far as importance, I mean, this is probably the most important fight of my life. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, getting a win over former two-time world champion is going to put me right back. You know, I wanted the biggest fight possible coming off of a loss, which doesn't mean the biggest fight that there is, but just the biggest fight possible. And the biggest fight possible was a former two-time world champion. So I'm going to handle my business on October 15th, and then we'll look forward to make bigger and better fights. But right now, I just need to focus on what's in front of me. I got a big task in front of me, and um, I plan on, you know, getting my hand raised in fashion um, in New York. So, All right, perfect. Thank you very much, Todd. Uh, and thank you to all the media that joined us today. That's a wrap on the press questions. And with that, I'll turn it back over to 
Ray Forrest, wrap things up for us. Thank you very much, Andrew. Greatly appreciate it. And Caleb, we appreciate you taking out the time. But but Caleb, this is the most, um, you know, in, in knowing your career that I have seen you in terms of being so definitive on a particular outcome of a fight. Why is that so? Is it because you just really want to come in and make a statement to the rest of the boxing world or to Anthony Durrell? Or is it a combination of both? Um, it's a combination of both, you know, just um, can solidifying myself as, uh, you know, a top super middleweight, putting myself back in contention for, you know, whatever's next and um, just showing him that there, there's nothing he can do. You know, his skills don't match up against my skills. He can't box with me. He doesn't have better footwork than me. He doesn't have faster feet than me. He doesn't have better combinations or faster hands than me. His defense, you name it, you can go down through the list. He's not better than me. And, um, you know, again, one of the gentlemen said, you know, he keeps saying he hates you, but we keep asking him why. He can't really name no reason why. He don't want to name it because he don't want to, you know, admit to the fact that he knows I'm better than him and it's got him uptight, it's got him frustrated. And, uh, you know, why else would he hate me so much? Because, like I've said, you know, multiple other times, he don't even know me, so. Caleb, we appreciate the time. Finally, what do you want to tell the media and the fans out there as they get ready? In 10 days from now, you'll be stepping inside the ring at Barclays Center for the first time as you take on Anthony Durrell and your WBC Super Middleweight title eliminator on Fox Sports BBC Pay-Per-View. Just to tune in, October 15th, Fox Pay-Per-View. You know, um, it's going to be a great night of boxing with me. Uh, Deontay Wilder obviously is the, the main event. Happy to see Wilder back in the mix. Uh, country boy down from Alabama, so I'm happy to see him back in the mix. Got um, Gary Antonio Russell on the card. It's going to be a great night of fights, a great night of boxing, and there's going to be a show, so don't miss out. All right, Caleb, greatly appreciate it. Again, happy anniversary to you and your lovely wife. We'll see you next week in Brooklyn. Yes, sir. Thank you. Caleb Plant joining us. Thank you so much to the media. We'll see you next week in Brooklyn during Fight Week. Have a great rest of your afternoon, everybody. Record.